is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Happy July 4th, America. It is Independence Day, and I am your host, Brian Petrie of this MMA Takes Podcast. Um, Excuse me, I'm wheezing a little bit. I want to pop on, um, obviously, if you read the title... This is a pick on podcast. I picked with Devin. We recorded last night. Um, a lot of fun. Devin's great to great to talk to and great to have on. And 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 uh, it was a fun pick them. You know, I'm, I've been low energy. I've had a rough week. Um, just super low energy. I'm off caffeine. I think that obviously has a lot to do with it as well. But I wanted to put this out for the fourth um, or record on the fourth. I you know I recorded a, a podcast with Austin. I did one of those just silly ones where you play a game and I put one out on East. I think Austin and I put one out again uh, the last time. Uh, it was like a, a, a off UFC week. The plan was to put that out today. So you guys have something to listen to on July 4th because um, just whatever. But since I've had a little bit of a, a rough week, busy week, what what have you, um, I couldn't edit it. There's a lot of editing to be done. It's probably the best podcast Austin and I have done. Uh, it's really funny. I'm still editing right now. There was a video with it. We recorded with it. My stupid iPhone cut off after an hour though. So the video's kinda kinda messed up a little bit. So I think I'm gonna probably chop up and do some of the best bits or whatever we did. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but I'm gonna put that out on uh, one of these media things. But the podcast should be up. I'm trying to figure out when I should put it because this is a huge UFC week. After you hear me battling right now, you're going to hear me and Devin pick uh, UFC 239. And then uh, next week, there's UFC as well. UFC 239 is the biggest uh, pay-per-view in a long time. So we're going to have to recap that. Maybe I'll do that Sunday and then maybe I'll put one out or whatever once I finish editing with Austin. But um, I want to hop on and tell you what the I, what the deal was. Happy 4th. God bless America. If I had a better voice, I would sing God bless America to you guys. But uh, I, I uh, apparently I, I'm really bad at singing. No one ever told me, but apparently I'm really bad at singing. But enjoy the uh, Pick and Podcast with my man, Devin. Everyone go follow him at, at, the, at DevGhostFishing on Instagram. You can follow me at MMATakes.com on Instagram. And uh, yeah, let's get the ball rolling. Alrighty, I'm going to welcome on, you know him, you love him. It's a guy who beat me last time we did a pick on podcast, Devin Tejada, aka Dev Go Fishing on Instagram. Welcome back to the show, bud. I'm looking I'm looking forward to this rematch here, pal. <laughs> me too, man. Let's let's make this happen. I can't I'm not too proud of that W from last time around. I yeah. really think that uh you did beat me in the picks, I'm pretty sure. I just got you the, had the lock, lock of the night. night. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh I think there's gonna be some fights here that um are gonna be I think we're gonna we're gonna differ on some of these. I got some wild cards here. But anyway, um thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you for giving me the rematch. I need it. I'm an egomaniac. I need that rematch. I need to get a W under my belt here. And uh this is kind of a funky card. I've I've been up and down it throughout the week and there's some interesting fights. I've been back and forth on a lot of these fights, but um yeah, I mean it, it it's it's a solid, solid fight card. I, I I'm really looking forward to this one. Me too, man. I'm stoked. I've had such a busy past couple of weeks. I've had parents in town and then I got in-laws coming in town this weekend. I've been so busy and I didn't even get to watch the Angana JDS card. And that was the first card I haven't watched in right. 
on a really, really long time. Maybe two years, the first card that I missed. Um, but this one, this one has some weird, if you really look at this card, you know, it's got some weird matchmaking odds for sure. Just the betting odds are weird. That's the yeah. card of the underdogs, really. It's right. a bunch of, bunch of high underdogs. Um, it's, yeah, this card's different, but it's, it's, it's international fight week. You know, That's it's, what it is, man. They, they yeah, got good too. Right. They got a, They got a, uh, the bottom half of the card. The prelims aren't stacked, but once you get through it, um, there's some really interesting fights here. So we'll, we'll kick off the card with two girls who I do not know. We got Panny. Oh, this would be fun to pronounce. Kayanzad, who's 11 and four. And she is a plus or excuse me. Uh, yeah. Plus one ninety underdog and she's fighting Julia Alvia who's making a UFC debut. She is 6 and 1 and she is a minus 230 favorite. Last time you went first cuz you're the guest, but since you're the reigning champ, I'm going to go first cuz I need I need every advantage I can get. Um I mean, this is quite simple. I've never seen either of these girls fight. Um, P- Panny or Penny. I can't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. Very good looking woman. Uh, I've seen her some, uh, Instagram posts of her. Julia Villa, a girl who I, I've heard about, but I don't know a lot of about her. She's six and one, making a UFC debut. Obviously, she was an Invicta for a little bit. Uh, not sure if she's a champion over there. Her only loss is to, and actually an injury, 50 seconds into the fight, she hurt her hand. And, uh, so kind of not really a loss. She broke her hand and that can happen to anybody. So I'm going to take the heavy favorite. I'm taking Julia Villa here. Um, I, I mean, I can't predict the finish because it's a ladies fight. And uh, that was usually a good decision. But uh, I think Julia Villa, is, I think that's a pretty safe pick right there. Who you got? I'm going to agree with you. Um, it is unfortunate. You do say that Panny is so attractive because on the UFC website, it is in completely blacked out males. Yeah, she, body. She is. <laughs> she's a looker, bro. I'm telling you right now. She. Well, hang on. Let me give. All right. Well. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's she's all right. <laughs> I gave okay. her a second. I gave her a second look. But yeah, it's a shame she's blacked out though. Yeah, and it's it's also a male's body. No, that's so. great. Yeah, way to go, UFC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I am gonna agree with you, and I'm gonna go with Julia Avila. Avila, I. I've only I have never seen the other woman fight. I've seen a couple of Julia Avila's fights, um, and I think she should get this. Um, I don't. What were the odds again on this fight? Uh, Julia Avila is a, a, a two to one favorite. She's a minus two thirty, and uh, Panny is a plus one ninety. Okay, um, you know it's with a lot of these women's fights. The odds are always so. Unless they're like the top ten, and that doesn't even mean much in the higher weight divisions for the women, um, it's it's always hard to pick these women's fights. It really, really is. You know, the ones that are, I feel like the ones that are at that, you could say they're at an elite level because they're all fighting in the UFC. But you, you know, the top of the women's divisions are like the super elite, and then everything that's you know lower than five on there is you know they're just never as they're never that elite elite mashup will have records like nine and six and you know what i mean stuff right. like that so i'm going with julia, julia Avila. Avila. smart pick yeah i mean the, the women there's a there's a huge difference between top three 
anyone outside the top five, anyone can beat anybody. So within that top five, even I would even say top three, it's that that's where the cream rises or whatever that expression is, whatever, however that goes. Um, but uh, yeah, Julia B, I think that's a safe pick. I knew we were going to disagree on that one, but uh, yeah, Penny, uh, we'll see. She does. Have, she has a lot of. She has more fights. She has fifteen fights, and Julia only has seven. All right, next up we have Ishmael Nardiv, who's eighteen and two. I believe he's a heavy favorite. He is a minus six hundred favorite versus Chance. I can't pronounce this guy's last name. Recountry, Recountry. Rank count, rank count, rank country. He is thirteen and three. He is a um, plus four fifty underdog. Devin, it's your pick. Who you got, buddy? All right. Um, that's funny how you pronounce this guy's name because I can't. I, I can't struggle Ren, with it. I, Ren, I think it's. I heard John Anik say country. it. I think it's Ren Ren Country. Yeah, it's something like that. Change your name, buddy. Yeah. So I'm. Um, you know, they make him before every card. They make him. Um, the fighter says their name slow. Yeah. And then they make him learn all the names. Right. So yeah, he's got a, he's got that. a way of advantage of, yeah, I know. I need those audio <laughs> files cause I struggle right. with everyone's name. Um, this is another fight that, um, that I'm just kind of up in the air about. Um, I curious to know Ismail's record. He is Austrian, the Austrian wonder boy. Yep. Um, I awesome have seen man. chance. I haven't, I have seen chance run country fight before um i forget who his last opponent was um i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with the underdog on this pick oh um, big underdog points yeah and i know it's probably not a smart pick but i'm only gonna i'm only gonna go with him only because he's the american fighter yeah. um and i'm more gonna pick with my heart on this than sure. what i feel like should be i'm a i'll always root for the underdog i'm you know what i'm gonna pick these fights that i'm gonna end up picking just because i pick them to win doesn't mean that i want them to sure yeah i mean i mean you i i do that all the time i mean there's guys i really root for and that's like well because i i gamble in most of these fights it's like well you got to play the number not the fighter in chen's country he looked he fought kyle stewart his last fight and he won by submission looked really good on the ground looked tough looked big looked strong plus 450 i mean he's got some tremendous value because Ishmael's only got one fight in the UFC. It, it was over Michael Pizarras, and he won a decision. Didn't overwhelm anybody. Pizarras is a tough guy to finish. Um, I thought he looked good. The Austrian Wonderboy is a great nickname. Should he be a minus 600 in his second fight ever uh, in the UFC? Probably not. Good record. Um, he's good everywhere, um, but he's not great everywhere. I think he's in a pretty competitive division, too, the welterweight division. But I think they're building him up slowly because, I mean, there's not a ton of fire from Austria. Um, I'm going to go with the favorite here. I'm going to go chalk. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Ishmael. Um, Chance is one on one in the UFC. Um, again, he looks good. He looks big. He looks strong. Good on the ground. But I just, I think Ishmael, it, it, he might be just a little too much for Chance right now. But I, 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 I root for the underdogs as well. I will. I, I tell you what. I'd, I'd be mad. I wouldn't be mad because you picked. You, we, we're, we're going against each other. That's fine. I'd be mad because I probably won't bet chance. And at plus four fifty, I mean, that, there's a lot of money to be made there. But yeah, I'm going to stick with Ishmael. I think he's just right now is just a little bit better than Chance. So that's yeah. So we differ there. That's our first one. That's our first first little matchup there. Uh, next fight of the night. 
Jack Marshman, 23 and 8. He is, let me switch over here. He is a plus 475 underdog. He is fighting uh, Edmund Shabazian, who is a minus 650. I believe it is my go. And um, I tell you what, I was really impressed with Shabazian when he was on the Contender Series. I thought he looked good. And then when he debuted in the UFC against Darren Stewart, he laid an egg to me. Um, I had no idea this guy was actually trained by Edmund Tavarian, Ronda Rousey's old guy. Really turned me off on him uh, once I found out about him. But he, he's a decent little boxer with, with apparently good grappling. He outgrappled Darian Stewart the last fight. Jack Marshman, this is a guy who I don't think should be in the UFC. I don't think this guy's UFC quality. I think he's a tough guy. I think he's a hard out. But I just don't think he has any skill. I mean, his last fight with John Phillips was on the Liverpool card. Uh, kind of stunk it up. There are these... You know, two English guys or whatever. One guy's from, I don't know how it works. There's like 10 countries in England, but one was from Wales, the other one, you know, and it was this, they both were bare knuckle boxers at one point. And it was, it was, it was a dud. It was, it was a, it was a crap, uh, crap fight. So, um, he's got a lot of losses in UFC. Um, again, he's a tough guy. I hate betting Edmund because his, his trainer is such a, such a joke and he's so high. I'm going to avoid betting this fight at all costs, but I am going to pick Edmund uh, uh, as the winner here. You got Deb. I'm going to agree with you. Jack Marshman, um, he's tough as shit, but he's probably not UFC quality. Um, doesn't he also serve in the armed forces too? I believe so. Yeah, I think he got in trouble his last fight, they were saying. Yeah. Because he like, wasn't, didn't get permission to fight or something like that. And he like left and fought. Um, yeah. But... Edmund, Edmund has a good record. You know, he's undefeated, and he does have some fast finishes. A lot of his fights do end up in finishes. Um, I feel like he is one of those guys that he's a little bit bigger. He is 6'2", but he's never he doesn't look real thick and cut up, but he does have fast hands. Um, he does have knockout power, and I think he will finish Jack Marshall by TKO probably second round after piecing him up a good bit there you go in the first but Marsh, Marshman is tough as shit and he does throw some bombs in there and he he the problem with Marshman is he will stand and bang with you like he will and he's scrappy and he, he'll take a few to give one but against an opponent like Ed Menchandazian he's just it's not a good idea you know one's one's on the up and up and one's just kind of you feel like one's already been out for a right. while so I'm, I think Edmund is some of these lines are pretty crazy though what, really crazy what was the, like, he was, was uh, Edmund is a minus six, uh, 650 favorite over Jack Marshman Marshman's plus 475 like is, I don't understand a lot of it's these crazy. betting odds yeah, it's, it's crazy it, Shabazi me not high is nuts to me it's absolutely nuts because he's great, but he's not. That's like, you know, that's the odds from the John Jones. Fight. Right, right. That's a John Jones odd. Yeah. You know, so that then. Yeah, it's these these odds are very because Marshman can get in there. It's this is MMA like you can one punch is all it takes. So right. I don't think that odds should ever even be that crazy. It's crazy. Um, crazy odds if you want to be one of those you know jack offs and put a hundred bucks on marshman and, and collect i mean you've got a shot right but it's probably not great i'm gonna pick edmund though yeah yeah i don't think jack marshman should be that high edmund this is a big statement for edmund because he let i mean he he had a quick knockout on the contender series laid a egg against darren stewart which is a, which is a tough fight for him uh marshman's gonna stand with them i mean this is gonna be i mean Ed, edmund's as good as a boxer as as he was before he came in the ufc he's gonna prove it here because 
because, like I said, Marshman's going to stand with him. Marshman has zero ground. I don't think he knows how to wrestle. I don't think he knows what wrestling is. So he's going to he's gonna stand with him. He clinches a lot, though, so that's going to be different. But, yeah, the you're right. The lines are absolutely insane. I don't know what's going on. People are going to be in Vegas, though. I mean, there's going to be thousands of people in Vegas for this International Fight Week. I can see a lot of money getting put on Marshman because, I mean, you, you got a shot. It's MMA. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Next up, you I got agree. Alejandro Perez, who's 21-7-1. He is a plus-195 underdog. He's fighting one of the best names in the UFC, Yadong Song, who is 14-4, and and he is a minus-235 favorite. Devin, you got the lead on this one, buddy? Who do you got? This is another fight that should be a lot closer to even money. Um, it's... You know, Alejandro Perez is is proven. You know, he's he's pretty he's pretty good. Um, Song Yadong, I'm pretty sure he trains with. Um, I think he trains with Uriah Faber. I'm pretty sure that's where he trains. But I'm also think he's Chinese. He's a young. He's a really young fighter. Um, super bricked up. I think he's only like 21 years old. He does have that power. Um, this is a really hard fight to pick, actually. Alejandro Perez. He's definitely. You know, he's definitely battle ready. He's fought his fights. He's how many are you? Do you know how many fights he has in the UFC? Who's that? Alejandro. Um, yeah, he's had a lot. I looked over his record, and it goes back a ways. He's fought a lot of guys. Yeah, I mean, he's been fighting in the. He was on the Ultimate Fighter Latin America. He's been in the UFC since 2014. So, I mean, just without counting the eat up airtime, I mean, he looks like he has at least 10, 10 UFC fights, counting the Ultimate Fighter. So he's been around for a long time. Yeah, he's he's been around for a while. Um, he does have a higher finish rate. He has a higher submission rate. Uh, he has a lower decision rate. His average fight time is longer than Song Yadong's. Um, this is a really tough fight to pick. I I think that these should be this should be um, damn near pick them odds. Um, Song Yadong is powerful. He he does come out hard. Um. This is a really hard fight for me to pick. I didn't have any of these fights pre-picked. I want to say Alejandro Perez, but for some reason, I feel like Song Yadong or Yadong Song. He's Chinese, isn't he? Yeah, they they have it two different ways here on Topology. I believe he's pronounced Song. You've been pronouncing it right. Song Yadong is what what he gets called on the OC broadcast. Because I, I heard Ariel Hawani call... Wiley Zhang Zhang Wiley Right. Yeah, it's weird. Like, well, and I know in like Japan, and they always pronounce the first name first because that's like their surname. I don't know if it's the same thing in China or not. Um, I guess it might be. I don't know. Because oh, they always used so to go Ilamanikio Fedor, and they would always go Coleman Mark over in Pride Day. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Weird. Weird. The last name is the first name. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess. <laughs> So I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna pick Alejandro Perez. I Whoa, feel like you're probably gonna pick, pick. Yeah, I feel like you're gonna pick Song Yadong. I, I. It's this is a tough pick. I'm I'm gonna go with underdog though. I'm gonna go with Alejandro Perez. That I think that's a smart pick. That's a smart. That's a smart lay. If the, if there's one underdog on here that can get it done, it's the guy who's been around forever. Um, it, it, and you're right. I'm picking Song Yudong, Yudong Song, whatever. I like this guy's game. I think you know there's not a great amount of fighters coming out of China. Um, he, I don't know. You said he might be training with Alpha Male. You might be right. I know some of those guys do come over there. He's undefeated in the UFC. I think he looks good. Um, he's a 
young guy, so already 18 fights is, is pretty impressive coming from China, which there's not a, a ton of training. They just opened that uh, PI over there. But um, I'm picking Song Yudong, but I th- I, I'm going to have to give you, uh, agree with you here. If if I'm if I come Saturday night, if I want to lay some shekels down, Alejandro Perez, he's been in the UFC since 2014. He's fought some top guys, whether if he's won or lost or not, he's fought some of the best there is. Song Yudong has not. Um, that's uh, There's some money to be had there. And plus 195, that's almost two to one odds. Um, this, yeah, you're right. I think I think Song Yudong would would be the favorite. It is a little high though. A lot of these are priced pretty high, and and maybe they're looking for action. I'm not really sure what Vegas is doing, but uh, I think that's a solid pick. But yeah, we're gonna split on that one. You got Alejandro. That's an underdog pick, and uh, I'm gonna take Song Yudong. Uh, yep. So next up, Claudia Gadella, who is 16 and four. She is a minus 235 favorite. She's fighting Random Marcos, Pride of Canada, who is a plus 195 underdog. Um, I think it's my pick. Yeah, you picked the last fight. Um, this fight, this fight breaks my brain, right? Claudia Gadella is a girl who I've been saying privately or if anybody who's listening that uh, she's a bit overrated. I, I, I didn't like her in any of her matchups with uh, Yoana when they were on the ultimate fighter. I thought she lost her fight with, um, uh, with cookie monster, Carlos Barza. Um, I think she has a real glaring weakness when it comes to the grappling. I think she's very good offensively, but I think she's bad defensively grappling. I think she has no takedown offense. She's, she can't get up off the bottom. Random Marcos is a, a pit bull in that, right? Doesn't have the cleanest stand up, but, is I mean she destroyed Angela Hill. She's tenacious on the ground. She's got great takedown defense, or excuse me, tra- great takedowns. Um, I think she has a high, high pace as well. I don't think she's gassing at all. So I'm taking Random Marcos. I'm taking the underdog on Marcos. Um, I got she was the underdog on the uh, on the on the um, with the her Angela Hill fight, and I cashed on her. I know her record's not impressive, and Claudia Gadela, you, you know, is a bigger name. But um, with that number next to me, or name almost you know plus one ninety. I like it. And I'm going to cash on it. I'm taking random Marcos. Devin, who you got, pal? Man, you know, I kind of agree with you. You probably don't expect me to say this, but I don't, you know, I just haven't been too impressed with Claudia Gadelia since, you know, like forever. She ran through a couple opponents and then she's been on a skid. I don't, I think she lost the last two out of three. Um, which is never great. I mean, you're, and she's ranked fifth in the division, which is, you know, weird. Ronda Marcos has had a lot of fights with a lot of, a lot of good competition. Um, and just like you said, she's, she's a pit bull. She's scrappy. Like she can take it, you know, she can be the hammer and she can be the nail. And I don't think Claudia Gadelia is just that able to do that. She's great at being the hammer, but you know, just like you said, when she's on her back, she doesn't have very good defensive wrestling. And she just gets like, if she's not being the hammer, you can definitely just stifle her. And she's not, not as offensive once you get her to that point. And it's, I've never been too impressed with her. I'm going to also pick the underdog. I'm going to pick Ronda Marcos. Back to back. Back to back. And, Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, but no, you go finish your fall. No. What were you saying? And no, and I'm glad that they're giving her this fight because she's ranked 14 in the division, and Claudia Gadelia is ranked number five. I'm, I'm, I believe, I think she's number five in the division, and I'm, I'm glad to just see some more movement at the top of that 115 pound division. Um, I, I, 
I'm tired of just the same Joanna over and over again. She does have an upcoming fight with Michelle Waterson. Right. You guys haven't heard yet. That's going down. Um, probably not the best fight for Waterson, but I'm, I, I want to see some new blood in that 115 pound women's division. And Ronda Marcos is like, she'd make a great fight with anybody. You know, she might not ever win a title, but like if she's fighting that top elite that we were talking about, it's it's gonna make for good fights. Like it's you know even if she never wins a title, even if she loses this fight, she'll always make for a good fight. Right. And I'm gonna pick her. I'm gonna pick her. Well, Devin, cool. I can't I can't disagree with you there because we we're on the same page. I, you know, one thing about Raina Marcus too. This has nothing to do with her fighting, but she's sneaky hot. Uh, a buddy of mine when I, who I watch fights with. Like, cause she dyes her hair like red, red, like really red, uh, for the night before the fights. And I, she's not, she's not a bad looking broad. I, I, I kind of dig her. She's not obviously these, you know, these women that are going to be put in magazines, but you know, there's, there's something about her. You know what I mean? I, I, I will take it. But yeah, I mean, I think that's a smart choice. I mean, I, I think if you're, if you're going underdogs, there's some real good ones on this card. And I think Random Marcos, I think she's actually going to probably maybe even go a little higher too. Um, because Claudia Gadela has got that name and, and every handicapper I've listened to this week, week no one's picking marco so i like being right i hopefully i'm right on that one me too. And we'll both be right. Next up, you got Marlon Vera, Chico Vera, who's 15-5-1. He's going to be, I don't know if the line's out yet because they just literally, yeah, there's no line on his fight because the guy just got announced. I don't see it here. Uh, he's going to be the heavy favorite, so he'll be the favorite. I don't have a line on that right now. He's fighting uh, Nolan, uh, yeah, Nolan Hernandez, who is 10-2, and two, um, and he's going to be a tremendous underdog because he literally took the fight like yesterday. Yesterday. They've been struggling to get in Vera fight. So, um, Devin, you kick it off here, pal. Who do you who do you like in this fight? I mean, this. If there's any crazy betting odds on any fight on this card, this should be it. Um, and I wouldn't even call them crazy if there's just any really major, you know, underdogs. This this would be the fight of the card. I think this guy Nolan Hernandez comes from LFA, and I'm pretty sure he won his last fight by decision. But don't quote me on that. Um, Chido Vero is a he's a good scrappy fighter. Um, he he's gonna he would have been a hard fight for Sean O'Malley. Um, I don't a lot of people would have picked Sean O'Malley for that fight, but Chido Chido Vero is scrappy. Um, he's got good stand up. He's got an okay record. He's has fought some good opponents. He beat Brian Callagher when Brian Callagher was big. You know when he was coming in and coming in hot, he beat him. Um, I mean, you'd kind of almost be foolish to not pick Cheeto Vera in this fight. Um, I'm gonna go with Cheeto Vera. Yeah, that's a smart pick, uh, Marlon Vera. He was a guy I, I really soured on early. He some of these fights he used to just not show up, but lately he's really been kicking in the gear. I think he moved to America. Um, um, recently, he trains out of Southern California, I believe, and um, he's just really changed his game around. You're right; it would have been a really interesting fight with him and uh, Sugar Sean because Vera's really well rounded, good striking, good grappling, good takedown defense. Um, probably not the best submission guy in the world, but I mean, he's he's you know he's not like incapable of doing that. Uh, Nolan Hernandez, I've never seen this guy fight. I looked at his record; I, I saw some highlights earlier this week when he got announced, AKA guy. So you know he's coming out of that world class uh, world class training. He just took a boxing fight, not. Uh, uh, not too long ago, and um, you're right. He, his last fight was a, was a win in the LFA. He's also fought in uh, Tachi Palace, which is Southern California, which is what like you know like um, 
uh, a bunch of those lighter weight guys have come from. Ian McCall was a champion there for a while. Um, yeah, I wish I had the line in front of me because if it was something crazy. I would love to take it. I'm also going to pick Marlon Vera. I'm going to go chalk. I'm not going to go crazy with Hernandez because I do think he's solid, but taking the fight on such short notice, there will be a gas tank problem. I think he'll look good early. I think he does have some good hands, good boxing, but I mean, uh, you know, I know the saying is, you know, you got to stay ready to be ready or whatever the fuck those guys say. But I mean, you're, you got to cut weight the week of the fight. It's going to be kind of a problem for him. And Vera's no pushover. Vera's, Vera's a solid dude. And I've seen some video of him from Anatomy of a Fighter to just training clips on Instagram. And he's looking pretty sharp. So it'll be tough to go against Vera. I mean, Hernandez, though, I think belongs in the UFC. But right now, I think this might just be a bad matchup. So we both got uh, we both got Marlon on that one. Can I also add one more thing about that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, too, another thing that I believe is a lot of these fights that happen on short notice are guys that are potentially moving up. I don't know what weight he fought in LFA, um, but I would be surprised if he was 135 pounder in LFA because these guys that make whatever weight that they make, they don't just cut that weight in the beginning of the week. Like they're, they're eating strict and they're doing that eight weeks to 12 weeks, six to 12 weeks prior. So they're focusing on making that whatever weight limit when they sign the contract. Right. Yes, you do always got to be in shape, but this, you know, I don't know much about Nolan Hernandez, but I feel like he'll also potentially be undersized too for the 135 pound division against Cheeto Vera. And Cheeto Vera is not the biggest dude, but um, if you, if if you understand what I mean, if he's cutting that much, if he's cutting that much weight, what what weight does he fight in in the LFA? Because he might, you know, he might be a 145 or he might be a 125 or moving up to 135. Just to, you know what I mean? Right. Just to- yeah, he's. Um, I looked at some of his his past records, and in Tapology has it kind of weird. They have him listed at 138 pounds. Some of the guys he fought has fought at welterweight before. The last guy he fought, Kyle Reyes, was a former welterweight. So, uh, and I'm excuse me, not welterweight, featherweight. So he's obviously probably right there at 35. So he does have to cut weight. I don't think he's coming up from 125. So the weight cutting is obviously going to be an issue. And uh, I mean, it, it just when you're going with a, a guy like Marlon Vera, who's a vet, who's done it before. It, it's it's going to be a tough tough thing to do. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I you bring up a good point. I mean, it, it means short notice fights. Unless you're really training for another fight, then it, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I don't know how they. I don't know how because these. You know, if he's fighting at one forty five, you know, he's cutting down from one sixty, right. maybe even one sixty one sixty five. Right. So I mean, these guys are going to be you're taking a one week notice fight. You're you're so depleted. You're so depleted. So so depleted. Your brain has no water in it you know it's it's sad it's sad the whole thing's sad <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, it you know what are we gonna do here what are we gonna do Wait, all right cutting. Yeah. Next up, you got Gilbert Melendez, who hasn't fought in like fucking 10 years. 22 and 7. He is, I'm actually, actually interested in this line. Th- plus 320 underdog. He's fighting Arnold Allen, who's a minus 390 favorite. That is crazy. I believe it's my pick first. Uh, yeah. Um, this fight I'm actually really looking forward to because. Arnold Allen's a guy coming from coming from England. He's from London, uh, and he's not a guy that's blown me away. Like he's 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 a hype train, but he doesn't do anything to really blow me away. Big kid, strong kid, 
good grappling, but I don't really see him great anywhere. He's got a good choke, um, and, and his stand-up's okay. He's at a tri-star, so he's obviously getting better, but a lot of his wins are by decision or guillotine choke. He doesn't have many TKO stoppages. I'm not worried about his hands. Gilbert Melendez, on the other hand, a guy who, former champion, been around forever. His, he, he got busted for steroids, got suspended for years, hasn't fought in a while, coming down to 45, which I hate. I don't like older guys cutting weight when uh, I don't think he was an undersized 55 at all. Um, if it w- if it was at 55, I would take a shot on Melendez because um, he's not cutting the weight and he's more natural to that. But since he's been off for a while and he had the steroid thing, which, I mean, if you've been taking steroids and you fight off it, it, it might be a little different. And cutting down to 45 with his age, I don't like it. Even though I'm not in love with Arnold Allen and I hate how big of a favorite he is, I am going to pick Arnold Allen to win this fight. You got Devin. You going to take a shot? You going to take a shot on Melendez here? You know, it really sucks that we have to even back to the weight cutting thing. It sucks that we even have to take weight cutting into consideration to pick a fight. It's it's yeah. kind of it's sad what these guys and girls go through. Right. Um, but this, you know, Gilbert Melendez did get popped for the steroid thing. He hasn't fought in a while. He's super involved in the sport. You know, it's not like he's been on a beach drinking beers. Right. You know, he's he's involved with the sport and he's, you know, when it comes to fight IQ, he's he's definitely, I would say he's definitely got more of a fight IQ than Arnold Allen. Yeah. Um, this would be an interesting underdog pick. Um, just like you said, Arnold. God, I can't say this guy's name. Arnold, Arnold Allen. <laughs> Arnold Allen has not been very impressive. Gilbert's had some wars, man. Like this fight with Diego. Those are like he's had some wars, and you, he's he's scrappy. Um, and he, he could bang it out. I my heart wants to go to Gilbert. Um, it's hard for me to pick him because he's an older guy cutting down to 145. He hasn't fought. I think his last win was in 2000. God, Diego Sanchez was his last yeah. one. I don't know what year that was. It was either 16 or 13. I don't even remember. It was, it's was. it been a while. But that was a crazy fight. If you yeah. watched the fight, that was, it was, nuts, that was yeah. a freaking... Yeah, that was a banger. Um, so I'm only going to pick against you because there's no real money involved in this. And right. we have to. We have to, you know... We pick every pick the same. It's, sure. You know, it's not fun. And I really want to see Gilbert win this fight, man. Um, he could bang. Yeah. He could bang. We we know he could bang. He's got he's got good jujitsu. He's a good, well-rounded fighter. Um, he's just old, just like you said. You're coming off steroids. Look at Vitor. I mean, you know, look at just look at Vitor. Prime example of right. your body yeah. on steroids versus exactly. your body not on steroids. Yeah. Um. So. Overeem could do it, but, you know, can Gilbert do it? I don't know. I'm going to pick Gilbert because I like the guy. He's a scrappy dude. Um, Arnold Allen does have a great record. It's 14-1. and one. He does train out of a great gym, but I'm still going to go with Gilbert just because I really want to see the guy win. Yeah. And there's no money involved. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I was I was too cow. I was too big of a pussy to pick Gilbert. Um, I, I like him as an underdog. Again, another guy not a lot of people are talking about too much, which is kind of crazy because he's been around forever. Champion everywhere he's winning, except obviously the UFC. Um, um, yeah, just the, if it was if it was, if he wasn't cutting the weight and it was up a weight class, I, I'd probably pick him because I'm not super impressed with Arnold Allen. But you know, um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'm right. But because I do, I like Gilbert Melendez and I want to win. I don't want you to crush me again. But uh, uh, I think that's a good pick. Next up, this is a fight I'm actually surprisingly I'm really looking forward to this fight for some reason. I'm not a huge fan of either of these guys, but I feel like this is going to be a crazy good fight. You got Michael Chiesa, who's 14 and four. He is a where yeah minus three fifty favorite. He's fighting Diego 
Nightmare Sanchez, who is a 29 and 11. He is a plus 290 underdog. Devin, who you got, pal? So I live where Michael Kies is from. Um, yes. He's from Spokane Valley. I live in I live just north outside of Spokane, Washington. Um, I don't like the guy. It's not that I don't like him. I don't like his fighting style very sure. much. Um, he's a he's a big time grappler, submission guy. His last fight, he submitted Carlos Condit with a one arm Kimura. That was pretty impressive. But Carlos Condit is not, you know old ex-interim champion Carlos Condon. Um, and there's something going on with Diego. I don't know if he's sleeping with crystals in his pillowcase or something. He's got some crazy stuff going on. He just left Jackson Wink because he said that he's not getting the attention that he needs. And that's actually, it's you don't ever want to be hopeful for a fighter leaving. He he made Jackson Wink. Like he's, you know, he's one right, of the OGs he was, there. He was one of the first guys, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Like, he said that he's not getting the attention that he needs, which means that he's taking this shit real seriously. Like, if he's willing to leave that camp and say, you know, peace out, you guys aren't giving me the attention that I need, I don't get the one-on-one time that I need, that makes me think that he's taking this really, really seriously. He's had some chin problems. We all know he's had chin problems, but he's never been submitted. What's Kiesa going to do? Kiesa's not going to piece him up on the feet. He's going to try to grapple him. He's either going to lay and pray him or he's going to try to submit him. Kiesa does like to attack rear naked chokes. Um, but Diego Sanchez, you know, secretly might have some of the best submission defense that's ever been in the UFC. This guy's been fighting for a long time. And he's never been submitted. He's been knocked out, but he's never been submitted. Um, I don't think Kiesa has the power in his hands to knock out Diego, but Diego has been chinny, so that's also that's a possibility. Ground and pound TKO could happen. Um, but I don't see him submitting Diego. Um, it just depends on what Diego shows up. I, I want to pick Diego because I've always liked Diego. Um, since Ultimate Fighter, I watch this guy. He's great. Um, I don't know what nickname he's going with now. Is it the Dream? The dream. Is it not- the Dream? That I think he's back to the Nightmare now. Yeah. Is he? I okay. think so. Yeah. yeah. I like him as the nightmare. Um, I'm going to go with the nightmare only because there's no real money involved. And if there was, I'd be making some money if, it, if my fighters won. Um, I'm going to go with Diego only because my heart wants him and he's never been submitted. Um, yeah. They're both one four, They're both 155ers that have moved up to 170. They're both fighting healthy. If you see him in the, if you see him in the face off, Diego's definitely a smaller dude than Michael Chiesa. Chiesa is a pretty big dude, but I just feel like Diego's going to pull this out and he's on some weird, crazy run right now. Right. Yep. You're you 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 you're right on. You're that's a sharp pick right there. A lot of people handicappers are picking Diego because you you broke it down perfectly. Michael Kies is not going to knock out Diego. The past few fights, Diego turned into a grappler. He was a grappler early in his career. Then he started brawling people. Kind of lost his chin. Went back to grappling. Um, and yeah, he's he's really good in the scrambles. He, you can't you can't pit him down. He's really good scrambling. He can take your back really well. I don't think he's going to submit Kiesa. I think he's going to outwork Kiesa. I think Kiesa's going to gas a little bit. I don't think he's going to be able to keep up with Diego on the ground. I think Kiesa is uh, he's looking thick. He's a thick old boy at 170 now. He's tall. He's putting on a lot of muscle. I don't know how his body's going to be able to handle that. Um, with you know, it's his second fight at 170, I think. But he's like he's he's good on the ground. The, the Carlos Condit thing that that was impressive. Um, uh, I know Carlos Condit wasn't what he was, but it's still impressive to beat somebody the way you do. Uh, Kiesa sneaky on the ground. The only way he's going to win. 
this fight is by submission. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I agree with you. I don't think he's going to be able to, to get Diego. I don't think he's going to be able to knock out Diego. Um, however, since you, you kind of stole my, my thunder there by taking Diego because I like Diego a lot, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go your I'm going to go your hometown guy. Uh, you're rooting against Kiesa. He's your hometown boy. He's, he's, he's literally down the street. Probably just heard you say that. Um, I'm going to take Kiesa because I really do think this is, this is a pick em fight. A lot of sharp handicappers are picking Diego, and I think that's a, a really good thing. He's a plus 290. However, Kiesa just, hopefully Kiesa maybe just overwhelms him with his size, but in my heart of hearts, I'm picking against you just to make it interesting, but I do think Kiesa's going to gas and Diego's going to take over. So uh, that, was a, that was a good pick there. That was like a double pick for you. <laughs> right, yeah. You don't, I, lose, you don't lose that one. I don't lose. Because I will be betting, full disclosure, I will be betting Diego Sanchez come Saturday. I'll be pushing, putting a lot of money down there. I, I, I like him on that underdog. I think that's a sharp pick. But to, to go against you, since you, you, you stole the, you yeah. stole my thunder there, I'm going to I'm gonna take uh, Michael Chiesa. All right, next up, another fight I'm really looking forward to. Luke Rockhold, who's 16-4, and four, making his 205 debut. Uh, minus 235 favorite. He's fighting Jan Blahovic who is 23 and eight. He's a plus 195 underdog. Uh, I pick first. Um, listen, I, I, Luke looks great. I mean, he, I've been seeing all the videos he's been posting and people posting of him. And I think he did a Instagram story. Maybe it was just a post on Instagram. He went, uh, two days ago, he was weighing 220 looking thick, right? Uh, maybe should have came up the two five a little earlier. I know he probably didn't want to, you know, mess with his boy DC when DC was at two five for a while. Um, He's already calling for John Jones. He's already calling for all these big shots. He's talking shit about Anthony Smith, how Anthony Smith couldn't do anything at 185, and he's going to 205 and winning and all this stuff. Um, the one thing about Luke Rockwell that people forget, though, is, is he has no chin, right? He drops his right hand a lot. He gets caught with left hooks in every fight. I mean, Bisbee knocked him out. Your Romero knocked him out. David Brant hurt him. Um, he's got some good weapons. He's got great body kicks, great head kicks. He looks off his kicks really well. His hands are okay. I've never been overly impressed with his hands, but they're decent. His top pressure is maybe some of the best ever. When he gets on top of you, it's lights out. He's so, so strong there, and he's really good there. Jan Blahovic coming off a loss over Tiago Santos. Um, before that, Blahovic was fucking running through dudes. Decent chin on Blahovic. Um, Tiago Santos obviously tested that and, and knocked him out, but Jan, uh, uh, you know, isn't getting enough love in my opinion. I think he might be one of the sneaky underdogs that I think people need to bet on. So I'm taking Jan as an underdog here. I think Jan Blachowicz is going to knock Luke Rockhold out. Devin, who you got, pal? One of the most hated guys in MMA right now, Luke Rockhold. I don't like the guy. Um, and this time I could say I actually don't like this person's personality or whatever right. he portrays for the media and yeah. his fans he sucks. Um, to, to pick up. Like, you know, don't talk about somebody that's doing something that you want to do. Right. You know, like he's bashing Anthony Smith. I love Anthony Smith, even though he he and it's not even about Anthony Smith's fighting style, which is, you know, a, it's above average for the reasons, even though he's super underappreciated. But, you know, Anthony Smith never throws shade at anybody. And Luke Rockhold's kind of just like a bully. And I get it. You know, you, you want to have some type of shtick. But he's, you know, he just he seems arrogant to me. I don't like the guy and I'm not only picking against him because I don't like the person that he portrays, whether it's him really or not. I believe a lot of these guys portray people that they're really not just to get, you know, 
more views and you know more eyes on them, which is understandable. Um, but I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Jan Blachowicz, um just because he's he's scrappy. I think when it, this fight could potentially just be you know battle of the chin, who could take it. Right. And you, you know what happens with Luke. Jan is not really much of a power puncher, and I feel like they're trying to give him high-ranked people in the 205-pound division. But I feel like there's some sneaky matchmaking shit going on because they need fighters. They need... They want John Jones to fight as much as possible. Dana White knows that if John Jones isn't fighting, he's out doing God knows what, snorting coke, just doing God knows what, getting into trouble, hitting pregnant women. Yeah, just John John Jones is doing John Jones shit if he That's has right. his own time. So they want, I believe, my cons- I wouldn't call it a conspiracy. I think it's pretty factual that they're giving Luke a high-ranked opponent that is good, but also good enough to be beaten as some somewhat of a of a padded way to get a fight for John Jones because that's where the pay-per-views are coming by. John Jones is a the name. They're, they sign a new deal with ESPN. They need John Jones for people. They need people for John Jones to fight. And Luke Rockhold's a pretty big name. They have, you know, they could definitely have some beef because Luke Rockhold's followed AKA. He's one of Daniel Cormier's really good friends. Um, and there's 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 pay-per-view buys to be bought with a Luke Rockhold, John Jones fight. And I think that's why they've given him Jan Blachowicz. But I think that they're also sleeping on Jan, just like you said. Jan is scrappy. He's super technical. Luke does have a lot of top pressure. But Jan, is, he's in there. Like, you saw his fight with Thiago. I think Luke Rockhold has said things about Thiago Santos. If they fight at 205, I think Luke Rockhold's going to sleep. If he fights Anthony Smith at 205, I think Anthony Smith beats him at 205. So... I I think that it's a sneaky it's a, it's a really sneaky underdog pick for Jan um, and I'm gonna go with Jan and I'm gonna stop ranting about Luke Rockhold. Yeah, we could go. We, I could go 20 more minutes on Luke too. I think the guy sucks. Um, his personality is just not for me, and he, he thinks he's better than he is. I think he's got all the skills in the world, but he gets hurt a lot, and his chin is a little bit. And he and he seems he doesn't seem coachable. He left AK, went down to Florida, still didn't clean up his technique all that much. But yeah, I mean, I think Jan's the smart pick here. I think uh, as an underdog. If it was a close to a pick I might go Luke because I do think Luke maybe is the more skilled guy and maybe has more ways to win. But I think Jan, good technical boxer, I think he can catch him. Next fight. Boy, am I excited. I'm actually curious to see who you're going to pick on this. So we got Ben Askren, who's 19-0. and 0. Old dad bod Ben. He is a plus 225 <laughs> favorite. He is fighting Jorge Gamebred Masvidal, who's 33-13. and 13. He is a plus 185 favorite. Devin, you're leading on this. Are you taking your West, uh, Wisconsin born or are you taking your Miami guy? Huh? Who you got? So Jorge Masvidal is one of my favorite fighters. Um, he's I've watched this guy growing up. I watched him, you know, I grew up 20 minutes away from the backyards he used to fight in the Perrine and Richmond Heights and Goulds, you know, all through Miami. Little Haiti, Porkins Beans Projects, all those places. I grew up around there. Um, and I grew up watching those backyard fights. I grew up in the town where the backyard fights happened. Um, and I'm going to pick this fight because I, I'm going to pick this. I'm going to pick George because I like him. And I not just because I like him and he's one of my favorite fighters, but I do think he does have what it takes to beat Ben. The reason why Robbie Lawler was so successful, but yet then failed, some people would call that, you know, 
a bad call, and I would agree that's a bad call because the fight could have also been stopped when Ben Askren had taken X amount of unanswered blows from Robbie Lawler that was looking super jacked. Um, you know, it it was a weird fight, but the one thing where Robbie Lawler failed was Robbie Lawler's the type of fighter where he's gonna get in your face, he's gonna want to touch you, you're gonna try to you're gonna you're gonna try to wrestle him, he's gonna use his takedown defense and he's gonna get in your face. He doesn't care he doesn't care to be in the clinch, he'll 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 be wherever you wanna be. Masvidal is not that type of fighter. Masvidal has super, super, super technical boxing, super underrated technical boxing, super underrated jujitsu, good wrestling wrestling super he's masvidal is super super just super underappreciated i feel like and ever since you know he got two wins in that one night where he beat darren till and then beat leon edwards in the back um (laughs) ever since that night you know people have been putting some respect on his name but the respect should have always been there man a lot of his fights that he the fights that he does lose they're like split decision losses he does have super super sneaky boxing and the way that he works is he takes advantage he takes advantages of your mistakes he'll lose around get his reads you know three minutes into the first round start making his reads and then start connecting you saw his darren till fight second round came he did that tyron woodley like switch stand style double switch boom boom and and thunderstruck him and his stand-up is very very different it's in and out in and out in and out really fast and it's a lot harder to it's a lot harder to grapple somebody that's constantly moving in and out side to side with great footwork compared to Robbie, where, you know, Robbie will plant his feet, bite down and, and throw bombs on you. He doesn't have the same footwork. Therefore, he's easier to grab and wrestle. Once Ben does grab you, he's you've, he's got a really good Ben's a great wrestler. Askren is, you know, he's a world class wrestling, world class MMA wrestling. He's really good. But you know what he's going to do. You know what he's going to come in there and do. And I think George is just an all-around better fighter. Could I see George just being laid and prayed and peppered with little baby punches for three rounds? That could happen. But since I'm not, I wouldn't bet money on this fight. But since I'm not betting real money and I'm picking fights with you and we we, we need to have some action, I'm going to go with... I'm totally, totally going to go with Corey Muspidal, and I really hope the hometown guy freaking brings it home and, and starches on my room yeah. for it. This is an interesting fight because I, 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 I was really sour on Ben Askren when he first came along. I hated him in Bellator. I've loved Jorge Masvidal from the beginning. I remember him knocking out Joe Lozon forever ago, and then seeing, and then uh, just following him. There was a documentary series on YouTube called like Miami Vice or something like that with Jorge, and then obviously all the backyard stuff. I obviously found that via Kimbo, which led me to Jorge with his long hair. He's got his long hair again. Uh, Jorge's incredibly tough. You know what I mean? I've, I've always enjoyed him fighting. He's only been stopped once in his MMA career. That was by Rodrigo Dan, which I think was kind of a bullshit thing. He gets dropped a lot. Like, he'll get dropped, but he gets back up. His recovering's great. He doesn't have to worry about any of that against Ben Askren. Ben Askren's not going to drop him at all. Uh, Jorge's another guy who's really good at not getting submitted. Has good jiu-jitsu. His takedown offense has been in question this whole week. Everyone's saying, well, watch this Damian Maia fight. Well, he got taken down by Damian Maia, but he popped right back up. He also didn't get submitted by Damian Maia. 
Maya, which is which is a lot to do. Damian Maya is, is is a tough guy, but I think he learned a lot from that fight. Um, going into the Ben fight, he just posted a uh, an Instagram video where he looks in incredible shape, probably the best shape he's been in. He looked beefy against Darren Till. I think he looks in better shape now. I think the time off that he had before the Darren Till fight made a lot of sense for him since he's been fighting for so long. Um, I love George. I really do. Um, however, Ben is just such an awkward matchup, and and I was such a non-believer. I would literally tweet him like, yeah, great, you're doing that over there with those guys with no names. Why don't you come do that in UFC? I would literally troll him because he would talk so much shit, and it was like his bit that he did. But um, I think Ben has a lot to prove here. I think Ben is probably a little pissed off how his last fight went. Uh, I mean, every, the only thing people are talking about is how Robbie dumped him on his head and he almost got knocked out. They're not talking about anything else. I mean, I know the 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 the, the finish was a little awkward, and they want to run that back or whatever. But I'm going to pick Ben. You went Jorge. I like Jorge in this fight too. I, if, if I'm being honest with you, um, I think the first round is going to really tell a lot what what kind of Jorge's showing up. Uh, George has got really sneaky boxing, good uppercuts. He can catch Ben. Um, but Ben's just going to be glued to you, and he's just and I think Ben's got a lot to prove in this fight for all the shit that he's talking. So I'm going to pick Askren. You got your boy, your Miami boy, George. So we're split on that one. Okay. So co-main event, main event time. We got Amanda Nunes, who's 17 and four, the Lioness. She is a um, pl- uh, minus 365 favorite. She's fighting Holly Holm, who is 12 and four, who is a plus 305 underdog. Um, I believe I have the lead on this one. Um, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I love Holly Holm. I-, I-, I think she's really, really talented. She has literally 18 world titles and kickboxing, boxing, probably one of the mo- more accomplished female fighters. However, I just, I mean, you can't bet against Amanda Nunes. I think Amanda Nunes is the greatest of all time. I stupidly didn't take the the underdog. She's an underdog against Cyborg. I picked Cyborg in that fight. Got it wrong. Um, and uh, Amanda has blown me away. I mean, she's beat Valentina Shevchenko. She destroyed everyone she's fought in the past year, year and a half. So uh, I'm actually really confident in picking Amanda Nunes in this fight. It's it's no analysis needed. I think it's going to be uh, probably a decision win. I don't think Amanda's going to be able to finish, uh, finish Holly because she's tough. But I do see Amanda winning pretty much every every round and in, in, in taking the fight here, defending the championship. Who you got in the co-main event? So I'm pretty sure Holly Holm has never been knocked out in her MMA career, but I'm pretty sure she's been TKO stopped in her boxing slash kickboxing um, yeah, career. She, um, yeah, I saw her get knocked out in boxing. Uh, never finished uh, uh, with strikes in MMA, but yeah, she's been knocked out before, but never in MMA. So, and, you know, Amanda Nunes is probably going to be the hardest puncher that she's ever fought in her career period. I mean, well, Cyborg, Cyborg's a hard puncher, too. But right. but you don't want to sleep on Amanda Nunes, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, I've watched that Cyborg fight. I picked Cyborg doing that fight, too. And I was just standing up with my hands on my head and my jaw on the floor saying, holy shit, Amanda Nunes is the real freaking deal. Yeah. Um, but she has had problems in the past. Um, she did get TKO stopped. Amanda Nunes did get TKO stopped in her early career. Um, but it'd be it's a foolish pick to not pick her. But there's reasons why someone that wanted to make some underdog money would 
bet Holly Holm, but there's also bigger underdogs on this card that have a better shot at winning, I believe. So she might not be the smartest underdog to put money on. There's definitely ways that Holly Holm can win this fight. Amanda Nunes had shown problems with her gas tank in the past. Um, I don't know how much of her TKO power she carries on into the fourth and fifth round because um, most of her stoppages are early in the fight. But Holly Holm probably has the better footwork. Amanda Nunes, once her one, her one, Amanda Nunes' one defect is, for me, I think, is as soon as she has her opponent hurt, she really puts her hands at her waist and she starts firing from the hip. And that could get her caught, especially if Holly baits her into some type of situation um, where she could catch her with a head kick. And then, you know, you never know. Holly does probably have the best footwork. She's probably not the more powerful puncher. She's probably not. Technique for technique in the stand-up, they, you know, they can, they can probably go back and forth, but I just think Amanda has that power on her. Um, and when in doubt in a women's fight, you could always take the lesbian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's true. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just kidding about that. Holly has ways to win, and I want Holly to win this fight. I do want to see Holly home win this fight just because I, I want to see I, – I like the drama. You know, the fights are great, but the drama – and the shit that can be stirred up by an underdog winning a big fight like this, you know, it, it, it it's definitely would make the news more than Amanda winning would make the news right. come Sunday morning, Monday morning. Um, but I'm going to pick Amanda Nunes because she's a smart pick. Holly does have ways she can win this fight. Amanda definitely has a way she can win this fight. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's not a hard fight to pick, but you know, Holly could just throw a wrench in there and, you know, she could get crazy. Right. Yeah, Holly Holm has that big upset win over Ronda. I mean, she was a huge underdog in that fight. She's kind of she's kind of been talking about that this week, how she's been counting out before and all that shit. But yeah, I just think Amanda's a different level right now. Amanda has uh, Kat Zagano TKO'd her. I think it was her her last loss, um, and she's pulled out of a fight with a sinus infection. So there's there was a lot of questions early on in her career about her heart, about if she can you know really you know withstand everything. Um, I think she's put those. To bed. I think she's obviously uh, been in there with some tough girls and put them out. But we haven't seen her go on five rounds in a while. I mean, Raquel Pennington went four or five rounds. She looked pretty good in that. But yeah, Holly Holmes, you're right. She's got great foot, footwork and uh, boxing and everything like that. But Holly's got some personal stuff. She's going through divorce. And what Jackson Wink, which we touched on it with Diego, something's going on in that camp. I mean, John Jones obviously headlining, so he comes from that camp. But there's something going on. Cerrone left. Mike Perry's not training there anymore. I don't know what's going on but uh yeah i think i'm, I'm confident to say amanda nunez all right so we got the main event we get the big dogs up big fight time you got john jones who's 24 and one he's a minus 650 favorite he's fighting tiago santos who's 21 and six he is a plus 475 underdog devin are you taking the brazilian you're taking bones jones who you got pal the sledgehammer versus bones um I mean, it's an obvious pick. Um, it's a real obvious pick. I'm going to pick John Jones. Um, and here comes my half-witted analysis. Um, it's John Jones. He's the greatest of all time. You know, blah, blah, blah. What everybody says. Tiago does have ways to win this fight. But every win John Jones gets, I've noticed that he has this weird, like, 
crazy voodoo thing that he's if you notice um i don't know if you follow i'm sure you follow the ufc on instagram they'll play a lot of john jones fights on their on their on their instagram tv thing i don't know if you've noticed this they play a lot of fights especially like when it's coming around for that you know coming around the, the fight time but i noticed that they're only playing what i've seen so far is they're playing a lot of the older john jones fights where he was a little bit more impressive younger hungrier going for the finish i can't say hunger because he's, he's still obviously hungry but he's definitely john jones i feel like is kind of taking the george st pierre out now and he's like i just want to just line him up and i want to knock him down and i'll i'll I don't mind winning five round decisions and that's all fine and dandy. Um, but I feel like John Jones is, I don't want to say not as impressive because of course he's impressive, but he's not like that same killer, killer, killer. He was, I feel like he just kind of, you know, fights to his opponent's level and that Anthony Smith fight, like for what the odds would have been, you know, it, it should have been a walkthrough for him, and it wasn't. Um, credit to Anthony Smith, two people probably just underappreciating him. And with Thiago Santos, he just can't be captivated by John Jones. If he goes in there and he's like, fuck, John Jones is, is longer than me, he's taller than me, he, he has more technical stand up, I can't beat him here. Well, then I can't wrestle him either. He's got me beat there. He's got me beat in the clinch. He can he can hold me against a cage. He can submit me. If, and that's what I think goes through a lot of these fighters' heads is they get so into the fact that he's John Jones and he's so much better than them and all these different things that they have no way they can win. And they go in there and stop stop attacking and they just fight defensively because they already think that they've been beaten. Tiago will probably lose this fight. And if he does win by some crazy Hail Mary, it's going to be in the first round or the first two and a half minutes of the second round. Um, Tiago does have power. He has crazy kicks, which, you know, his crazy kicks will probably be kind of nullified by John Jones takedowns, one ankle pick, and he's on his back taking elbows from John Jones. Um, but John Jones is probably going to try, you know, Tiago Santos has power, so John Jones is probably going to try to stick and move and, and stay out of range for the first two rounds and then go in there and, and plan his assault and plan his attack. And I think that's what John Jones will try to do, unless he tries to wrestle him from the beginning. But I think he's going to want to get Tiago tired out, fight on the outside, use his reach, use his teeth kicks, poke and prod, poke and prod, poke and prod, poke and prod. And then third round come in, he's going to amp it up and try to finish him. I think that's what will happen. But Tiago does have ways he can win. He does have power. He has crazy kicks. Um, he has that crazy capoeira style. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's, it'd be stupid to not pick against John Jones. Right. Well, call me stupid because I'm just fucking around. No, no, you can't you can't pick against John Jones. What? Uh, Tiago Santos is a guy. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You were going to take everything I said. People get memorized when they're around John Jones, right? When they're, they're standing in front of him. Anthony Smith was like, all these guys fall apart before they even get there. I'm not going to do that. Well, you did do it. Alexander Gustafson, at the time they fought, he did the same thing. But the first time he didn't, but the second time he's like, oh, this guy's really fucking good. Uh, it was like the Anderson Silva thing. Guys were beat. Mike Tyson era. Guys were beat before they even got in there because, like, this guy's really fucking good. Um, Tiago Santos is a guy who never really blew me away. I think I've picked against him in his last few fights. I, I His last fight was against Blahovich. I definitely had Blahovich winning. He fought Anthony Smith at 185. I picked Anthony Smith to win. So I'm not, and I think I'd be even picked Kevin Holland to win, uh, beat him last year when they fought. So I'm, I, it's not like I'm anti Tiago Santos. I think he's a talented dude, but he's got a little bit of a chin problem. He's been knocked out before. Dave Brand 
Terrence knocked him out. Um, uh, he's been submitted by Eric Spicely. So there's some things in there that he has been finished before. He's a very intimidating looking guy. That fucking hammer on his chest. He's ripped up. 205 is the right weight class for him, but um, they they fed him because no one else was ready. John Jones want the fight. They they always put on a big summer card. It's International Fight Week. John Jones, you know, not named Conor McGregor is probably their biggest star right now. Um, you know, he's gonna put asses in the seats and whatnot. He's the best fighter in the world. So I think they kind of fed Santos to him because they needed they needed a fight. Not saying Santos hasn't been impressive because he has, but uh, John's just too good. I just don't see how um, Santos is gonna win this fight on the floor. Anik Florian podcast. Anik, I believe, was trying to throw out the notion that he could come out there and wheel kick him. Yeah, I mean, he could do that to anybody, but John Jones is that good that I don't think it's just a wheel kick's gonna fucking make a difference. Um, Santos, I think it's probably gonna come down to a lot of what you said about him. If he needs to win this fight, if he wants to win this fight, he he can't be memorized. However, I just think John Jones is too good everywhere. It's easy pick. Um, he's such a high favorite that there's no value in picking him. Um, I'm going to be really curious to see um, what the, the 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 prop bets are because I uh, I want to put a lot of money on that John Jones is going to finish him. I think John Jones is going to get out of it, get him out of there. I think he was upset with himself that he didn't finish Anthony Smith, and I think he's got to make a statement. I think he wants to come in and, and, and finish him because you're right. He he kind of GSP towards his career. He was just like, all right, I'm just going to keep winning. I don't, I don't want to look super impressive. I'm not saying he didn't look impressive, but John Jones of old, the guy he would throw a spinning elbow across the fucking cage and these flying knees that guy's kind of gone he's the more mature guy now but um we still need finishes so yeah i'm on i'm on i'm on the same side with you so devin uh we picked it we picked it all pal i'm gonna need a lock of the night from you though who do you like your lock of the night you get two points my lock of the night and it can be from the prelims the Any, early prelims anybody you want bud my lock of the night this is gonna be hard um and can can we not include Amanda Nunes or John Jones to make things spicy? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not. Yeah. <laughs> let's not do the two to two uh, the two champions that we both picked. Yeah. Uh, anybody but those. We'll we'll do it. And okay. if you if you pick an underdog, you'll get three points. Okay. Um, then I'm thinking that. Um, my lock of the night, and if I'm gonna go with the under, I'm gonna go with the underdog lock of the night, just to you know make things spicier. Um, my underdog lock of the night, I think it's gonna be shit. Um, it's between Jorge Masvidal and it's between Gilbert Melendez. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm torn. Um. <laughs> Go I'm your, gonna go. You go with your 305 guy, right? 305 till you die. Thing is, that I think that he actually has more of a chance to win than Gilbert does. Yeah, but I'm 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 gonna go with Jorge. Jorge, that's okay. gonna be my lock of the night. Yeah, lock of the night, Jorge. So you get three points if you win that. Just to make it interesting. My lock and I is going to be Ben Askren, so I get two points for that. Just, to, just let's just let's just see how the fucking chips fall here, pal. Um, I, I do actually think that fight's going to be closer than than what uh, a lot of people think. I think again, the first round is going to tell a lot. All right, so I know you want to do a lot of current events and stuff. Uh, unfortunately, it's late on the East Coast for old uh, old Bride Bear here. Um, I promise next time we do this, we'll we'll get in a bunch of shit, talk a ton of shit about whatever. I know there's a lot of things going on. 
fun. Um, but yeah, we'll chop it up soon. But uh, that baby's, I hear it hollering in the background, so I got to go take care of that. I appreciate you coming on, buddy. It's going to be interesting. We'll see, we'll see who wins this one. Yeah, man, our picks were too tight last time. You yeah, know, I, I acted like I acted like we were in a competition for money. Right. This time, I wanted to make things a little more spicy. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm glad the way that you picked too, because I think this will turn out to be real fun. It's gonna be um, fun. Yeah. Next time we pick, we'll maybe we'll actually do a little bit of money. Nothing crazy, like a buck a fight. That way, we got yeah. we got some stakes in the game. All right, buddy. Heck yeah. Well, I will talk to you later, and I appreciate you doing this, pal. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate right. it. I'll be on anytime you have me. You got it. See you, buddy. Take care. Thanks, man.